0: Welcome to Reality Bites, this is Desley Casey, your host and Sue And So today we thought we'd do a bit of a a wrap-up of the (coughs) Australian Federal Election 2022 and uh, most people will know, probably even around the world these days, that the ALP, the Australian Labor Party, have got into power Whether they will be able to uh, govern in their own right or whether they will need to negotiate with the crossbenchers as a minority government is still up for grabs at this point in time. Getting off of elbow, and uh, I accept what you're saying uh, and respect your opinion on that, I... um, I think for a lot of people in the Australian electorate, it was Labour couldn't do any worse than what the LNP had been doing.
1: It couldn't get any worse.
0: I think I think think, and I think in the Australian electorate, and you only have to look at the two-party preferred vote to see that both parties went down uh, in their percentages. Never in the history of Australian elections has a party, one government on 32%. 32% of the vote. Yeah. That's basic, even Gillard yeah. had 39 and that was a minority government. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, in that, so in that sort of respect, but what I'd like to see is genuine debate in the Australian Parliament. Yeah. Now, I don't believe they should totally get rid of the archaic legislation I move that the member no longer be heard, because I reckon if they moved it, then the LNP will tie up the Australian Parliament like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And you, you won't be able to shut them up you know, for hours on end. Yeah, but they do have to put some parameters. Yeah. I think in place. But we need genuine debate, and you that's know, something Tony, that's so Tony, sadly
1: been lacking.
0: Well, it was because it, it, Tony Abbott revived that archaic legislation when he was opposition leader, or yeah, no, or PM rather. PM, yeah. you know, uh, he. Became aware of that archaic legislation and basically, and they've used it ever since to stifle debate. To stifle debate. We need yeah. genuine debate. Yes. Including with the crossbenchers in yeah. Parliament. We need that. But we also, we also need a rider of some description or a parameter that n- nobody, whether it's Liberal, Labor, Greens, in, independents, will hold the debate to such a degree that nobody else gets a say. Yeah, yeah, but I agree need with to you. do something Absolutely. about that legislation because yeah. everybody I talk to who has watched, uh, you know, you can watch on TV, you know, Question have, Time, the, in, question time in Parliament Parliament. It's just pathetic. There's no genuine debate. No. You know, uh, and I think that needs to change. I also believe that if you do not come to the House, then you don't entitle to a vote.
1: Yeah, I agree with that one too. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, not this, oh, we'll come down and this and just make a debate while we're watching it on our screens up in our offices. No, you need to be in the house. It's the people's house. You need to be in the house. That's something else that I think needs to change because then we will start to get genuine debate because too many people. Now, I watched Julian Hill and um, Justine Elliott introduce the bill to scrap the cashless debit card. And you would have been lucky to have seen half a dozen politicians in the House for the, re- the first reading of that bill. Yeah. That's yeah. That to me, is disgusting. I don't give a toss what they think is more important. They should be in the House listening to those bills being read. Yeah. You know? This is, to me, it's B.S., that they're sitting up in their cozy little offices, probably got a staffer watching the debate. If they're paid to be in the house, they're paid to actually debate, they're paid to actually listen to the yeah. other side of the argument, whoever yeah. side of the argument it is. Yeah. They're not paid to sit in their, excuse my language, bloody offices with a staffer or their pa or whoever or their policy advisors listening to the debate and telling them what they should be doing yeah
1: uh, uh, absolutely i agree with you absolutely our the yeah it needs needs to be cleaned
0: up Now, quite frankly i don't know quite frankly and i'll be brutally honest here i don't know whether uh The ALP have it in them to change those two rules. Mm. I don't know whether they have it because now what they've suffered for nine years, they can now do to the LNP. Let's face it. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, they can. Uh, I'd like to think that that won't be the case. I'd like to think that we're a little bit more mature than that and that we won't waste taxpayers' time and dollars on BS like that, that we were genuinely getting um, put up bills, debate bills, pass bills
0: and move on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know I, 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 I personally, I'd like to think that, but the cynicism in me says no party really wants to get rid of that or modify not, Maybe
1: not get rid of it. Um, because it's there for I think it needs to be modified I think it needs maybe a time um time situation you know okay so you can speak like the first reading of a bill you can speak to that for I don't know half an hour whatever they determine to be reasonable yeah and it's opened up to debate and, you know, and we go from there. Um, and each each part is, like, timed so that you can get things through. Yeah. So that one party isn't holding up all of it, stopping anything getting through.
0: Absolutely. I, I so, do. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I'd like to see it go, I don't think we can, but I do would like to see it modified. Yeah. That yeah, it maybe. enables genuine debate, none of this P.S. Yeah. That we just close down that because we don't like to hear
1: what they have to say. Exactly. Yeah. And just walk out of the room because we don't want to hear it. Or turn it our backs. Stuff like that. Yeah. Turn our backs. Or that's play on our thing. phones or, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever it is that they do. I agree with you 100% that, you know, you're there to do a job. You're not a child in kindergarten. You are there representing the Australian public. They put you in that position and you need to do your very best at what you are uh, elected to do. And yeah. that means sitting there, listening, have contributing, debating, whatever it is, that's your job. That's what you need to the do. The
0: other thing I'd like to see in the Australian Parliament which I doubt that we will see across the board, is that every party member, regardless of their, every member of parliament can vote according to their constituents and according to their conscience on every piece of legislation.
1: Mm, that Not, would
0: be an interesting one, wouldn't it? It would be because it would stop this, we have to vote along party lines. Mm um yeah. and only you know yes you need a collective but then it needs to be that people need to be able to say but if I haven't been heard in that collective I need to be heard on the floor yeah yeah you know yeah. I, and I know we have it like New South Wales has just passed um last week, the assisted dying bill. We're the last state in Australia to pass it actually. Um, and that's the thing. And it, it came down to conscience votes. Yeah. But it shouldn't just be for um, bills of such a a situation. It should be, people should be able to vote according to their conscience, according to their constituents, because that's who they're representing on every bill. That's my personal view. I, I would like to see it a lot more. I think people, if they really want to restore the Australians' faith in our democracy and in our politicians, and these are some of the things that I personally believe would go a a good way just to having that restoration. Well, it would be nice to have a bunch of mature
1: adults um, debating issues than a bunch of kindergarten kids, which is what they are at most of the time when they get into the house reps. They're like letting loose a bunch of five-year-olds.
0: Yeah. And
1: and, um, they need to grow up.
0: Yes. And, and I think there needs to be a lot more dignity, a lot more respect. Yeah. Uh, I think there needs to be um, a lot more open debate, regardless of what side of politics you're on. I also believe that people, um, if they, unless they, I think they should be allowed a conscience vote on every bill not just have to vote the party line because that's what mm. the party has dictated. Whether it's Liberal Nationals, whether it's ALP, whether it's Greens, it's like at the moment, the big discussion is, are the Teal Independents going to vote as a bloc? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this sort of thing. We shouldn't have to have that sort of debate. They should be able to, be able to vote according to their, their conscience and their constituents
1: yeah I think in some ways though that kind of defies um, being a member of a party
0: no I don't think it does because I think I think what it means is is that the party is as democratic as possible if they can if they if their conscience if they believe they can vote as part of the party, then go for it. But if they yeah. if they believe it's it goes against their conscience to do it, and they're having to do it because that's what the party wants them to vote, <coughs> that's how we got the cashless debit card.
1: Yeah, I I know.
0: You know what but I mean. But
1: then you look at, um, you know, what happened to Bridget Archer when she crossed the floor. On the but religious he, bill.
0: But he's a known bully. Scumbo yeah. is a known bully. B- bully. And not only that, well, you know, I'm going to say he's a known bully because that's what he comes across. That. That's well, what he's perceived is. as, put it that way. Yeah. But he's perceived yeah. as a known bully. Well,
1: he even acknowledged that by calling himself a bulldozer.
0: Well, the fact is, is that he called her to his office and there were three of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, Uh, How dare you vote against the party line? She voted according to her conscience. Yeah, and her constituents. And she crossed the floor. Yeah. And her constituents. And that's the thing. They shouldn't be called out for how dare you. It should be, okay, I accept that you won't vote that way. That's fine. We have to look elsewhere to get, we have to make a more convincing argument. He wasn't prepared to even back down at all on that bill. No, not
1: at all. He wanted, but then that's him all over, isn't it? That he wanted most things
0: um, the way he wanted them. And and even in the campaign, he said he'd be, he he would reintroduce the exact same bill. Yeah, it's like, uh, hello, you got defeated. There was a reason it got defeated. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, for And now he's been defeated, yes. so all's good. Yeah. Well, he has, but now we've got Dutton, so it's going to be... <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you know, the longer, like you said earlier, the longer Dutton's there, the longer Liberals will stay in the wilderness because um, there are two people in that party that are, um, I'll be kind, not very well regarded. Uh, Morrison was one and Dutton was number second. two mm. and th- I don't think that's going to change anytime soon um so the longer they have him as a leader suits me to a T because that's how long they'll be in the wilderness
0: yeah well that's true but you've
1: got to give it to you know good old Barnaby I mean think what you will of Barnaby I'm not a big fan must admit but the nationals stayed
0: intact yes and they they got all this they didn't lose the seat that they no. held
1: They stayed intact. And, you know, like I said, say whatever you will about him. But, you know, that's one area that, you know, didn't have any losses. So
0: maybe the, the Liberal Party might look to the National Party to say, well, you obviously got it right. What did you do? Yeah. But I don't think, I think they're too arrogant to go to their partner. Yeah. And find out what they did, obviously, right. Yeah. To, have, to have held all their seats another yeah. thing that I want to get on before we close and I'm and this is you know politicians are going to hate me for this uh, and that sort thing but I think uh, and it's something we talked about over the phone is is that if the five point whatever percent pay rise is one dollar then that's all per hour then that's all politicians should get to
1: yeah. Agree, 100%. And, yeah, I think we need to work out a better system for pay increases. We talked about this earlier on the phone. Um, You know, the lowest can't get a dollar, but the polys got 6%.
0: 2%. You know,
1: so you can't have a dollar. We can't give a dollar an hour, but we can give $11,000 a week. I mean, it makes no sense. Mm. We need to have a system where... It's either we go with CPI increases or whatever measure we we um, come together and agree on, then that's how it is across the board. There's none of this, okay, so you can't, but you can. And, and you know, if but it's even, based
0: even the on CPI, the lowest to the
1: highest or whatever, but
0: a it, better system. Even a CPI increase wouldn't do it because the polys are. Oh, and I put together a few figures. So just let me get that file up. Uh, I mean, for
1: how long have we seen executives get these huge wage increases and then bonuses on top and so on and so forth? while well, those that are actually creating those wages and bonuses can't get by. Yes, need yes. two or three jobs just to pay the rent. I mean, it's
0: nonsensical. Well, if we if we look at the politicians wages and this has been put I, I put this together this afternoon after we spoke and I got it from pedestrian.tv, TV salary bill how much do Australian federal politicians earn
1: plus two million a year for expenses
0: but so do well Al- so does elbow
1: yeah oh I know I don't I'm not saying it's I'm just saying $2 million in expenses? Are you
0: serious? This is what I got. This is from this this uh, website. $549,250
1: per year for salary plus $2 million in expenses for meals and
0: transport. What? That's for the PM. For yes. the op- for the opposition leader, it's three hundred ninety thousand eight hundred and twenty plus two million a year for expenses for transport. That is meals. insane. You know, uh,
1: look, I, I get they travel and I get that they have horrendous working hours. I do, but that's why they get the big dollars. I don't know two million dollars for um transport and meals. Well, it's $4 million between
0: the pair of them. Yeah, yeah. It just seems so excessive to me. And if you look at the uh, base salary for federal MPs, so, so there your backbenchers or your senators is 211000 Your cabinet ministers get 364000 So A or P are in for a pay rise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Treasurer gets 396, so Jim Chalmers is in for a nice pay rise. He'll be happy about that. You know. And the Leader of the Senate gets 332,000. The Greens Leader gets 301,000. The Deputy PM, who is Richard Miles now, he's got a pay rise of 433,000. So basically... Some are getting a pay rise. Some are getting a pay cut. Except for Dutton, he he gets a he, he's in for a pay rise. The treasurer gets a pay, you know uh, what else have we got? Um, cabinet ministers. Uh, so your shadow cabinet. I think I I'm making an well. assumption here. That the shadow cabinet ministers will get about the same amount um, and, uh, so that's that's what it comes that's the breakup as of 2022 now yeah, if, you look, uh, a, if you take a CPI increase now CPI increases uh are, are between three and four percent yeah if you take even on Okay, so let's do a bit of maths. Let's take it on just the base salary, $211, 250. So two hundred and eleven dollars, two hundred and fifty. So $211,250. dollars Oh, we'll say we'll be conservative. Three percent divided by one hundred. So it's six grand a year. Yeah. Now, if you take the average, what's the average uh, minimum wage in Australia? It's $21, $20 something? 21 no, $20.38 $20, or something. $20.38, we'll multiply that by 40. Remembering this is the gross, not the net. Yep. Multiply that by 52 weeks in the year. That's 42000 Now, if we say they also get a 3% increase, okay? Multiplied by three, then divided by 100, they get 1,000. Yeah, it's not a lot, is it? So when you think about it and divide that 1,000 by 52, is $24 divide that by a 20, $24 a week divided by 40 is 61 cents an hour. Yeah, it's not a lot, is it? Okay, so he's talking about a dollar. That's what I'm saying to you, that whatever's their minimum wage they set, that's what everybody should get, regardless of what. Their pay scale is, mm. because if we looked at it, was well, six thousand. What did we say? Six. Okay, so let's try this. Uh, two eleven two fifty. Uh, by three divided by one hundred. Is that? And how many? How does one hundred and fifty? Seven parliamentarians. Yeah. Okay. Multiply that by one hundred and fifty-seven. This is just on the base. You yeah, know, let's just say all the others get exactly the same, but they'll get more. But anyway, well, that's nearly that's nine hundred ninety-four thousand for the year. Yeah, in increases. It increases just for, yeah, and that's just on the base. But that's saying every politician, remember, there's all these different scales in there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're looking at close to a billion dollars just on an increase. Now, if we went $1 an hour, which is what Albo was talking about when LNP tried to beat it up big time about the increase and it worked out to $1 an hour, by 40 hours is $40, by mm-hmm. 52 is 2080 or something like that. That's on a 40-hour week, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that sort of thing. Now, if you multiplied that by 157, regardless of what position they held in government, it's not even half a million dollars. Yeah. So if you take that out of the nine ninety-four that we were looking at before, nine ninety-four, let's say nine ninety-four, nine eighty seven, they could they they could literally save themselves six hundred and sixty-eight thousand just in and that's minimum. Yeah. Yeah. That's minimum. That's not taking in all these different percentages. That's why I don't believe tying it to the CPI. Yeah, no, I agree. uh, Doesn't work because they still end up with more money. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Now, this thing about it's all set by the independent umpires and everything else like that. Yeah. Well, isn't that a great excuse to say, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, electorate, I'm not going to accept it. Anybody? Oh, okay, they're human. Why would they knock back a pay rise that's been given to them? But where's their, where's their conscience? Yeah. If wages have gone back in the last 10 years for the Australian workers, yep. it sure as hell hasn't gone back. For the policies. No, it hasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. As we've just, and that's just a, look, that's just a run-of-the-mill average gap thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that sort of thing, just run-of-the-mill. But, well, we've just found 664,68. Yeah. Okay, so let's just say they gave centrelink recipients. Okay, so there's what four million centrelink recipients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say we gave them uh well let's say because they're not working, we'll be generous here. Not that I feel like being generous, but we'll have to be generous to be fair to Those who believe that people get too much, you know what I mean, Mm. Uh, and that sort of thing, and they're not working or whatever the reason, you know, doesn't mean just because they have the same bills as everybody else seems to. Yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. Gets lost in the uh, argument. But let's let's just say we gave them adult. So we gave them forty dollars a week. Yeah. Okay. The mm-hmm. same forty dollars. Let's just say that, or even eighty cents. Okay, we'll we'll be generous. We'll give them eighty. We'll give them eighty cents by forty hours. It's thirty-two dollars. So we give them a pay rise of thirty-two. Okay, by fifty-two. So it's sixteen hundred dollars by mm. four million because there's about four million on some sort of Centrelink. Yeah. Okay. So that's six billion six hundred and fifty-six thousand. Well, we've just saved them six hundred and sixty-eight thousand in the police wages, haven't we? So minus the six hundred and sixty-eight thousand, or six hundred sixty-eight four two seven, actually, to be exact. We've knocked a fair... We've knocked 668. Then then if we add in all the travel allowances... Mm-hmm. Well, um, now, I don't mean every travel allowance because you've got to have it equal for remote politicians in remote areas and that to be able to get to Canberra and stay in Canberra. But mm-hmm. the roughing that's going on with politicians...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that travel allowance is just pathetic. They need to tighten up the rules there. I reckon we would possibly save. I reckon we could take off possibly another four million there. It's starting to come down, isn't it? Yeah. Now remember, Crazy. that's that that's not worked out properly for the viewers and the listeners. It's not worked out properly because of the gra- gradual scale. So if we, if we look at PM, for example, at 549,250 uh, by 3% divided by 100, that's 16,000 a year. Well, that's more than what, or, or, or around equal to what a job seeker gets.
1: It's more than a job seeker gets.
0: Hmm. depending on, you know, a couple of things there. Plus, you're adding, I, I reckon they could halve that travel expenses to one million, you know what I mean? Now, I don't know what, I did actually have a look at what they were spending it on, etc., cetera, and what they get, the commercial rate and the non-commercial rate, which I really don't fully understand. But there was one where I got a complete breakdown of um, it actually gives the breakdown by state and by up until, you know, the election on, you know, basically the complete breakdown. Yeah. You know,
1: I think Elbo would have used up all his frequent flyers. Wow. His feet never touched the bloody ground during this
0: period. Now, this is for what party, where their home base was, but their travel allowance, their overseas travel, domestic schedule fares, unscheduled transport, other car costs, office facilities, office administration costs, telecommunications, family travel costs and employee costs, which was rather fascinating. And you can see this at ipea.gov.au forward slash P for papa, W for whiskey, E for Edwin. Yeah. Okay. That's where you can find it. So this is I'll just try and highlight it there so you can see it. That's the website. And it gives every member of parliament, whether senator or um Whatever, it it literally gives it. So if I, for example, look for uh, New South Wales and I'll look at Fiona, Fiona Phillips, it's so it gives senators as well as MPs, every member of parliament. Okay, Fiona Phillips, here we are, Australian. She's based in Kalala Beach, which is on the south coast, and her one of her major expenses. It was forty thousand eight hundred and twenty o six. Now, what's that one for again? That's administration costs. So that's her start, and her telecommunications telecommunications was Mm. 1652.93. Telecommunications. But nothing for family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now another high one was 37,000. So what's that for? That's office facilities, which it'd probably be about right because she's in the the office was in NARA. She did not have travel allowance overseas, domestic fares, because she lives, it's for it's a maybe a two, two to four hour trip to Canberra by road. Yeah. Unscheduled transport. Let's have a look at, well, we're still in that, so let's look at. Scumber, okay. His office cost him about fifty thousand dollars, which would be about right for Sydney. Yeah, he spent one hundred and twenty dollars on six family travel. That's rather interesting. Employee costs were three hundred and sixty thousand. He's got a big office, hasn't he? Mm. What about Elbow? Let's have a look at Elbow. See if we've got mm-hmm. Tony Abbott in there. Yeah, I just saw that. Anthony, Anthony Albanese. I wonder if we can do something here. Oh, I see. This is their report. There we go. His employee cost for 254000 He didn't have much in t- telecommunications. Office administration. Look at these office facilities. That's a big pool. That doesn't sound right, does it? What did that go for? So you can actually even drill down even further. And uh, uh, let's see, office facilities. 25,000. No.
1: Office administration costs, total, total office administration That's costs. Admit,
0: that would be his staff admin. Yeah, but his office cost one hundred and seventy-four thousand. Wow, where the hell's he got the office for? What's this one? It must be gold-plated. That's all I can say. It doesn't break it up as to how many offices he got. That sounds that sounds that's even higher than the than scumbo. Yeah, must have read something wrong in one of them because I can't see. So he spent eight grand in travel allowance. I'm actually surprised at that. I thought that would have been much higher. Well, you know, this is probably as of 2000, it's December 2021. Don't know what this office facilities at 174. Seems very high, put it that way. It does seem very high. Seems very high. I'm not sure what, what he... Uh, I, I just can't... I, I could see where he... It'd be expensive like um, Morrison, because it's Sydney, but not that high. No, there's got to be something more to that. it would be a good question to ask him, sir. You know, as soon as he gets back from the quad, I'll get on the phone. Good on you. <laughs> okay, so I'm back again. So we're, uh, right, I just thought that was interesting to bring, I, I found that breakup. What I couldn't find, and it was something that I found um, probably last year, what I actually couldn't find was the table that had outlined all the parliament, parliament parliamentarians pay rises for for quite a number of years you know we're not just talking 10 years you know yeah yeah it had the historical data as well as the current I couldn't find that that somehow that's been taken down that historical data Mm. I literally couldn't find it which is what I was looking for to see where the pay rises were yeah um and that sort of thing. But getting back to our, our point and that sort of thing is I think there needs to be a wage freeze on parliamentarian pay rises. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. And I know I read somewhere where one of the MPs in the Liberal Party reckoned with, we should have a pay rise, but he said it four years ago. But then he also stood by what he said uh, in the election campaign, saying he said four years ago there should be a pay rise, and he was asked again in the you know, the election campaign just gone, and he said, "Yeah, I stand by it. We should have a pay rise." Well, frankly, no. There needs to be a fairer, a fairer system and yeah. it wouldn't hurt them just to get a dollar an hour pay rise no not in the current climate anyway at least then they have to make, make do with what they've really got instead of and see they not only get the pay rise they get the travel allowance they get the meal allowance they get this they get you know when, when you add it all up Yes, they're away from home a fair bit, but most of them have have either purchased property in Canberra or they're sharing, you know, some type of uh, apartment or house or whatever, and um, they're not sitting in hotels. Yeah. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah, that to me is well, if you're not, it, it needs to be more indicative, you know. Okay, they're paying a second mortgage, but then so do other people in this country pay a second mortgage without all the perks. Yeah. Or maybe we have some government
1: housing for them to live in while they're in Canada. Modest
0: government housing. Modest, yes. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not sure. Is there anything you'd like to say about our wrap-up? Because we have been talking for quite a while. Um, Yeah, no, I think I've said
1: everything I wanted to say to this point. I just hope that, you know, I've been fairly optimistic and i hope that my optimism is rewarded
0: i've always been an optimist yeah well i i would like to extend my congratulations to the alp and to elbow for getting in yeah now the proof is going to be in the pudding yeah you know and as we mentioned earlier When they find out exactly what they've inherited, then we'll... We'll We'll review. We'll review. Uh, And that will also be... But I would like to see some changes there that, you know, if if you want an integrity or to actually build up people's faith in the parliamentary system and in our politicians... And some of these things that we've been talking about some of these strategies that we'd like to see or you know maybe have them consider might go a fair way to do that yeah yeah so, and on that note this is desert casey and sue Pavlik. Saying good night good night thank you for being kind to each other you. Yes. Thank you for watching and listening and hope you have a great day or evening wherever you are in the world. Bye for now.